0: go OCBC the payment system went down I mean no one could do anything you couldn't make any any payments no one can shop no one can park no one can do anything we so rely on that and that's what I love about cybersecurity, because that it's 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 an element in so many of the things we do and the things that we take for granted Get
1: ready for an exhilarating episode as we delve into the world of tech with the cybersecurity guru, Alex Jorison. With nearly two decades of trailblazing experience in sales and business development within the tech and cybersecurity realm, Alex's job has taken her around the world and led her to an impressive stint at the tech giant Google. But that's not all. Alex is also a big advocate for women in business. She leads empowering workshops that aid women and underrepresented groups to shatter the proverbial glass ceiling. Join us as we embark on an exciting journey into the tech universe as Alex, the cybersecurity expert, uncovers what it takes to do the job. Alex, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks, Mel. Thanks for having me. So we're going to talk about how you got into cyber. When did you decide to... Because you've always been in tech in your career, but
0: when was it that you decided to switch track to cyber? I was working at Google. I've been there for quite some time. It was also during COVID, so everything felt a little bit boring. Um, And I was like, I want to do something new. And working on the cloud side, you can very much see that digital transformation that pretty much every organization globally is is going through. And one of the interesting side effects of that uh, migration to the cloud is the huge growth for the need of cybersecurity. If all of your data is in the cloud rather than uh, on a a server um, on your premises, how do you secure that? And then at the same time, we've, we all went through this during COVID with everyone working from home, working from their mobile, working from, you know, using Wi-Fi in coffee shops. It doesn't take a genius to figure out that that creates this huge mass of data and, um, you know, n- different ways that organizations need to secure themselves. So if
1: I can just rewind a little bit, can you break up? how many roles there are or or, or define certain areas? Obviously not mm-hmm. list through every no, single no, role, no, no. but maybe just look at a few different sections there are available to people wanting to go into cyber.
0: Oh, it's, it's huge, like you said. There's um, compliance, uh, compliance and governance. There's risk management, so helping the organisation understand what type of risks they are under financially and also regulatory. Um there is security operations, so more the tactical day-to-day securing of an organization. There is cloud security, network security. There is identity access management, which I think is really interesting because this is where you look at the people is right, one. Well, there's a there's a big human element to cybersecurity, which is training people on how to use their devices and where to use their devices uh, to make sure that they stay um, cyber safe. There is the more defensive side, so helping to secure an organization against potential attacks or malware. And there's also, for example, the more offensive side, which is, for example, the, the white hats, like the, the hackers and you know, trying to make sure that as an organization you can do some um, proactive threat hunting. And saying, what could potentially happen out there. What is there any threat actors out there that are particularly interested in getting my data? So this is going to show my ignorance totally. But to be in
1: cybersecurity, do you need to be a good hacker yourself?
0: I'm not. <laughs> I'm absolutely not. But you know, there is that technical element of, of cybersecurity, obviously. Um, but for me, I'm on the sales side. So my career path has, has changed from, you know, being a, a lawyer to being in tech sales to being in, in cyber sales uh, and, you know, selling tools that help organizations with their cybersecurity programs. And again, like you said, there's a huge breadth of, um, you know, of uh, organizations that do that as well, from email security to antivirus to, you know. And so you've worked at some
1: of the biggest tech out there. Yeah. And all but you've worked at all different sizes of organizations. Yeah. Where would you say the best place to start for someone who's looking to go into this industry? Uh,
0: the best place to start, I mean, it's just to educate yourself on what is cybersecurity, which part of cybersecurity do I like and do I think I could fit in? Uh there's that humans element that I I think is is Going to become much more prevalent in terms of training people, in terms of training workforces uh, on cybersecurity. And there's the much more tech element. I mean, if, if you do want to be a hacker, you you can you can start that start that today. Yes. Right? There was a course that I did that I would very much recommend, which is a Harvard course online, eight weeks in uh, basic cybersecurity. Uh, there's also a certification called the CISP, C I S S P. That you can look up online. Um, that's that demands quite a fair amount of study, but it would give you a really good grounding uh of, you know, what is cybersecurity and what do organizations need to do?
1: Oh, totally. I think there are so many resources out there. I mean the the Harvard course you're talking about, I I, I guess is there's a there's a fee for that one. That's but true. there there are other uh free resources. Also. Do do you also use free resources? All the time.
0: Like I read the news Every single day, that's the that's the one thing about cybersecurity. It's forever changing. So if you decide to hop into it today, uh, you know the, the fact that you're lacking knowledge of what things were like five or ten years ago. A lot of those things have actually become irrelevant. Yeah. Right. That's what I did in, in tech as well. You kind of jump from uh, knowing how you know dial ups work to <laughs> straight yeah. into into broadband.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's such a fast-paced uh, industry, I guess. But as you say, there's always resources out there to help you get up there's, to speed. There's
0: loads. There's, I mean, yeah, just spend some time on LinkedIn. Look at people that perhaps have the jobs that you would like. Mm-hmm. Um, there's tons of organizations. Um, yeah, you can look at my LinkedIn. I'm happy to, to help people. And, and, and how do you feel um, as a woman
1: in the arena of cyber security and cyber tech? are you do you find you're the in the
0: minority? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So in tech, we were already we yeah I was already in in the minority in two distinct areas. So it's women in leadership in tech and women mainly in in engineering. Those are the two areas where you know you really see there's a big uh, disparity just in terms of of women. Being there, and there's there's no real reason for that. So I'm I'm sure it's you know it, it's going to get better. Uh, both my girls, you know, they are seven and ten. They do coding. Like there there is no real reason why men should be better at that than, than women. Um, so it is definitely changing. One of the things that I am a big um, you know proponent of is the I am remarkable workshops that I was, um, you know, became a facilitator whilst I was at Google. The preface is, and in order to to help women help themselves, is to kind of help empower women to understand their own strengths and, and learn how to kind of, you know, stand up for themselves. And we have this famous quote that says, it's not bragging if it's based on facts. So you know, if you want to get into leadership, you need people to uh, to know and understand what it is that you're contributing to your team, to the organisation, so on and so forth. And no one else will do that for you. That's your job. I can imagine
1: that's quite an uncomfortable uh, place. Well, yeah. uh, Well, possibly for women to be in. Yeah. Um, I I personally don't like to um. Uh, blow my own trumpet, as it were, and I'm sure there are many other women out there that are the same. But you're yep. saying, in particular, in your industry, that's what you need to do.
0: You, any industry, you have to do it. Yeah. And you're saying, blow your own trumpet. No, you should play your trumpet.
1: Mm. You
0: have to use your trumpet because you have one. Yeah. Um, and and I do understand it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable for me as well. I remember. Uh, when I was at Google, um, you know, we had a change of CEO and Sundar, Sundar Pichai, who's still the CEO, became the CEO. Speak big news at the time that Larry and Sergey were kind of moving away. Uh, and one of the, the things that people said about Sundar is how humble he was. And I just couldn't get my head around it because obviously I've been there for a while and they have a very structured level system and a promotion system and you don't just get promoted. And he had made it all the way to the top. And people said he was humble. And I was like, how? I couldn't get my head around it. But you can be. You can just talk about your achievements. Data is data, after all. Numbers are numbers. If you contributed 150% of, of revenue quarter over quarter, you've mentored three different people, and you set up five different events in one quarter, those are just facts. You're not bragging. And making sure that your manager and your manager's manager, etc., is aware of that. That's just visibility and accountability. It's not bragging.
1: Going off piece a little bit, and we will come back on piece pretty fast. Um, but do you feel that you may have been overlooked for opportunities?
0: Yep, absolutely. I remember there was one promotion that I, I didn't get and I thought I was going to get it. And then I asked my manager why at Google. I mean, it's a, it's a very, you know, it's a, it's a process over there. Um, and he said, you know, you, you, that I had pointed out a couple of projects that I'd worked on and some of the feedback had been, oh, I, I I don't think Alex actually did that or I didn't know. And what was very, what's very interesting that I immediately was like, ah, what? That feedback is like not fair or not real. And there's one thing that my manager said to me at the time, which I thought was really apt and which I still think about, which is that perception is reality. So I thought I was in control and managing that whole project, but I still wasn't highlighting what I was doing on that project So you, enough. Are you, do you have to overstate? I mean, or? for us, I mean, maybe as women, it does feel like it's a bit like, oh, why do I need to bring this up again or talk about it? But you do because no one else is going to do it for you. Even the best manager, it's not necessarily their job. To make sure that you get promoted
1: i must right? ask you again i know we will get back on piece. Yeah. to the, 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 you know how to do your job but how did you get over those setbacks
0: well you are know, like i can if i if i don't do it no one's gonna do it for me right so i'm still not perfect at it i still struggle but it's it's not gonna happen otherwise like you will get overlooked yeah. um and it's no one's job but your own and i guess for me having <laughs> having kids having the pressure of being a breadwinner i was like I, I need i need to you know mm. i need to do that and but at the same time it still feels okay to me like i can still be myself like that example of sundar people saying he's so humble like you know sorry to swear but you don't have to be an asshole you know you can lead with empathy mm. and you can still be yourself you don't you don't have to shout but you have to just document what you do, make sure you highlight it at the right moment in time, and, and make sure that you are as comfortable as you can be talking about your accomplishments. Yes. It's not bragging. It's just it's like, why, why am I here today? What did I do today? Well, I did these five things. Or, you know, if you bump into the CEO of your company in the, in the lift, and you have 30 seconds, and he goes, hey, how are you today? Uh, what, what, what are you working on? you need to have that 30 seconds saying, oh, this is what I'm doing and this is how it impacts the organisation.
1: Excellent. Solid advice there. So um, you mentioned your two daughters. You mentioned you're the breadwinner. You told us that cyber is a fast-moving industry. How do you juggle it and how do you keep ahead of the game?
0: Right. Um, I mean, juggling it for me is also very much about having a great husband and, and father of my children who's very leaned into that. So I'm, I'm not alone. It was quite a game changer when he decided to stay uh, at home when the kids were babies so that I could continue growing in my career. And honestly, I, there's no way I could have done that without the support um, at home. And it's really interesting because I was actually raised by my father. So in my head, the, the setup that me and my husband had was pretty normal it just worked out that way and I find it super interesting that when I look at my daughters and I'll share a personal story about my um, my 10 year old Anna at the time she was eight and she was eight and she was telling me that she wants to get married when she's 18 and I was like it's a bit, of a bit of an interesting story where'd she get that from so we had an apple juice and sat down and I was like you know 18 is very young to be getting married Anna what, what's up with that like you can wait And she looked at me like I was mad and said, but, Mama, if I don't have a husband, who's going to stay home and look after the kids while I'm working? Wow. I know. Now, I'm not saying that it has to be the setup, but I'm sure her husband's going to have something to say about that. But I think it's really interesting that in her mind, there is no reason why she can't have an incredible career. And you know what kids are like anyway. They can be astronauts, CEOs, ballerinas. They can be whatever they want to be. And then somehow, as, a, as an adult, you kind of lose that ability to dream and say, oh, I can, I can do that. I remember at one point, Anna thought that she was going to be the fastest runner in the world. And she would, like, run circles around the garden and I had to check how fast she was. It's like, this, this is not going to happen. But, you know, that kind of ability to dream and put yourself out there. And take things as they come, I think, is a really important characteristic so I try to...
1: And that's, that's, a, that's a huge compliment to you. You must have been bowled over.
0: Oh, I cried. And also, this is the thing, it's not me, it's, it's their dad as well. And that's something that I think, you know, going back to professional lives is something we also have to normalise. We have to normalise the fact that men, being parents, dads, sometimes might have to leave the office at five to pick up their kids. It can't always be the woman that has to take that on as an, to, to juggle. The juggling, it's a family thing. Yeah. Um, and that, I think, is really important in the workplace as well. To have men, you know, one of your questions was how do we get more women in tech and cyber? Uh, it's not just by women pulling each other up and helping each other, because that is undoubtedly already happening and it's making a difference. The other big difference is the, to have men as, as allies. And when you walk into a boardroom, uh, maybe, you know, I don't know, some kind of cyber security meeting with the board and there's 15 people there. 14 of them are men to say, or maybe even worse, all of them are men to say, hey, are we missing some <laughs> diversity here? Maybe a different perspective. Uh, and yeah, for, for, for men to say that as well. Like it. We
1: are going to move on to the business of cyber. Yeah. So. What is the ideal path to enter the field of cyber security?
0: Oof. I don't think that is one, honestly. Um, I mean, although nowadays you can go to university and actually study cybersecurity. security, uh, 10 years ago that wasn't a thing, right? People would, would do IT or networking, and then kind of roll into cybersecurity. Whereas now, cybersecurity is actually, you, you can take it at university as a, as a course. So obviously, I'd recommend that if you think that's what you want to do. If you're more like me, and you're like halfway through your career, and, and you know you, you want to change to something that's you know undoubtedly growing, and, and very exciting, and always changing, uh then yeah just just educate yourself ask people get to know people uh just be curious
1: and 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 you yourself you are dutch yeah correct uh but you live in singapore how much would you say that cybersecurity as a career enables you to work internationally
0: it's actually a really good one, I would say, because, you know, the Internet is is very much a global thing. The Internet doesn't necessarily have a language, right? The Internet's made up of code on the back end, which, you know, is, is a language that everyone can, can learn if they, if they want to. Um, so it actually would be a pretty good career path for someone who says, I want to work in a few different countries. Uh, obviously, there are countries that are very high... Uh, in their level of maturity, like in in the U.S., cybersecurity is a, is, a, is a, you know already a very big field. It's still growing, but it's you know it's very much uh, a thing. Whereas in ASEAN, there's still quite a few countries that are are just setting up their cybersecurity programs. The governments haven't quite you know regulated that side of things. So that's also quite interesting to get that variation. If you got some work experience in the U.S. And then you can bring that back here or the other way around. So, yeah.
1: Um, what areas of cybersecurity offer the big bucks, Alex?
0: Come oh, on. Well, I, I oh, I really don't know. Um, I mean, engineering's a big one, yeah. right? Like, we don't have enough people who know how to do that. And, and, and that's definitely a big one. So, when you say engineering, are you talking on the hardware side or the software? Software. Everything's going to the cloud. I mean again, I'm from Google, so everything's going I am myself a cloud, I feel. Um, but yeah, engineering is big. If you have any, you know, interest in that, then you'll probably never be out of work. So that's that would be programming and such like Yeah. Yes. Developing apps, so on and so forth. I mean we're all just living in apps nowadays, aren't we? Yeah. Like how often are you actually having to type in a URL? I mean God, no. Just give yeah. me an app. Yeah. Right. You're absolutely right. Yeah.
1: Um, so what guidance would you offer to someone
0: looking to get into a career in cybersecurity? It wasn't easy for me, I'm not gonna lie. It was I mean, again, I'm like mid 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 my career and you kind of have to start from scratch. Um, it's also very, very liberating and very freeing to, to choose what you what you want to do just spend lots of time reading commenting take some courses there's also actually a lot of free courses on linkedin Mm -hmm. linkedin has some really good uh learning learning modules Mm -hmm. um and yeah just talk to people that are already working in that industry and don't be scared like just just go for it and what qualities uh would you say like i
1: would say you know some people would Think that finance is quite a hard industry to get into, survive in. Um, uh, would you say that the tech industry and cybersecurity is, you know, on a par? Is quite a hard industry to to, to navigate, or is it quite friendly? <laughs>
0: I don't know. I mean, friendly is just all about the people that you, the people that you work with, and the environment that that you create. Um, for me, what I thrive on is is learning new things and figuring out solutions to, to new problems. Um, so I think that's really, really interesting. And I mean, you know, Steve Jobs said it as well. It's like, you know, find something that you really, really love and it doesn't always feel like you're, you're working. Um, so I, I'd say, yeah, cyber probably is quite hard to get into, but you'll never be bored because things are changing all the time. Um, and it's where the future and, is going. I mean, I, I think so. I think one side of cybersecurity that I think is really interesting, like I said, is that human side of things. So I don't know if you heard about this this recent cyber attack in, uh, in the U.S., which was at MGM casinos. They were, ha- they were off for days. I mean, the, the damage there is, is pretty bad. And how the attackers got in is by pretending they were an IT help desk and calling one of the employees and saying, hey, can we just double check your password or your username or whatever it was? And they went in. That's, that's 101, don't do. Well, is it? I mean, we've all done it. I remember at Google one time I got an email from someone I didn't know. And he said he you know, was looking for an internship and could I forward it to the right person. And here's my CV attached. I don't know I was just curious and I clicked on it I did it I did it you know and now you're like oh fuck yeah you you dummy but the problem is we need to open emails and whatsapps and apps we need to do that in order to do business if we we didn't then we wouldn't be you know the internet is what it is Hmm. the problem is the internet wasn't necessarily built for security the internet was built for all these computers to be able to talk to each other but then obviously you're leaving in lots of ways for people who don't necessarily want to talk to you but who wanna steal your data or steal your bank account details and, and, and do it that way. Yeah. Um, but that, that's a that's a big side of things. I see it too, so when you're working in a coffee shop, I'm amazed at the number of people that are sitting there probably using the what the, the Wi Fi of the coffee shop, which is probably unsecured as well as just leaving their screen open and I can like literally just peep over, you can look at their email and figure out where they're working. You can look at their keystrokes and figure out their password. I mean, if, if I wanted to find stuff like that out, I would just go sit in Toastbox for a few hours. That's, I'm not even that clever. Do you see what I mean?
1: uh... Toastbox is Singapore's (laughs) equivalent to Starbucks, by the way. Um, Yes. And that is quite, I don't know, comforting to know that even someone like you who works in industry can be
0: duped by. Yeah. There's a, also such a thing as password fatigue. Yeah. Right. Or multi so multi-factor authentication. I'm sure we've all used it living in Singapore. They basically send you a little message saying, did you approve this? Did you approve this? Did you approve this? Some, some particular hack, and I can't remember the exact details of it, but they basically bypass the multi-factor authentication by resending that message a few times. And we've all done this, I think. After a while, you get so annoyed, you're just like, yeah, sure, 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 sure. And you don't even look anymore at what the message is saying. And it's obviously them saying, do you verify that we can take $5,000 out of your account? And you're just saying, yes, 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 yes. Because you're, you're tired, yeah. Of the passwords and the codes and the OTPs and that those types of things.
1: Yeah. I do hope that some specialist somewhere in the future will help streamline that kind of thing. Instead of making it more complex for us, yeah. And we get more fatigued that someone will come up with a solution
0: well, that can
1: let us just have one password for all of our systems no, and we'll be secure. It's not gonna happen. I mean, then
0: you can have like the, the your, your fingerprint or something like that. But then people are saying, I don't want these companies to have any of my biometric data because that's mine,
1: mm. which
0: is also a very fair statement. So it's really hard to combine the, the need for privacy with the need for freedom. And we want to get stuff done fast. I don't know if you remember two weeks ago or three weeks ago, OCBC, the payment system went down. I mean, no one could do anything. You yeah. couldn't make any, any payments. No one can shop, no one can park, no one can do anything. We so rely on that. And that's what I love about cybersecurity. Because yeah. it's, it's, it's an element in so many of the things we do and the things that we take for granted. Time for our quick fire round, Alex. Bring it. The Biggest Career Regret. In general, I would say it's not speaking up and losing your voice. Two, your career standout moment. I like to think I've had a few now, but I'd say every time it's when you make a move. So moving to New York with my company, moving to Singapore a couple of years later, changing direction from tech into cyber, Every time, the exciting piece is making a move. It's never staying put. Uh, Your top tip to break into your industry? Talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Keep going. Educate yourself and and keep going. Instead of asking what
1: you earn, because no one likes to talk about money, let's frame it in terms of your ride to work. Now, does your job afford you a bike, a taxi, Toyota or Ferrari? Ferrari.
0: Well, I'm going to go for a bike because I love riding my bike. I'm from, like you said, I'm from the Netherlands. I want to ride my bike. Fair but enough. I could have a decent Toyota if I wanted to. I like it. And in terms of
1: societal impact, have you a changed people's mind, b changed the narrative, or c changed the world?
0: I mean, I don't. I, I'm very aware of the fact that my job. It, it doesn't save lives, right? I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychologist. Nothing like that. But you can make a conscious decision every day to show up in your work with your family, with the school of your kids, even just with your neighbors, and make some kind of positive impact.
1: I think you're being very modest because I, I think your industry, as you have mentioned earlier in this interview, impacts... People's lives, right down to its very basic needs, yeah, whether it, it be access to money, access to uh, being able to go about your daily life. So, I think you do your industry has quite a lot of societal impact.
0: It does actually. I remember there was um, in in the U.S. about two three years ago there was someone who hacked into the one of the Florida water systems. And they were able to change the, the, you know, I think it was just the, the the pH of the water or something like that. And that's when things get very scary. You're like, what if someone with, with bad intentions would poison a whole town or switch off the electricity or the oil or something like that? So that's very, you know, societal oh, impact. But I from... focus just on like every day showing up be a good person sharing that's why i do my workshops as well to try and help other people get to where i got cuz you know no one gets there alone
1: much easier to do it with someone you're absolutely right our final section is the future of the cybersecurity Industry. Um, how do you see your profession evolving over the next decade?
0: That's a tough one because honestly, no one knows. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows. I mean, I think cyber security is going to become more mainstream. It's already something you can study at university, it's probably something that even your parents have heard about and kind of understand as they're doing their online banking and stuff and you say hey how do you know that that's safe how do you know that that's really your bank that you're transacting with that type of stuff um i think it's still going to become a little bit more complicated before it gets easier but i actually think it's something that's going to be taught in schools in a way it already is my kids have classes at school on how to use the internet safely and i can tell you that they probably will not Actually, no, I know for a fact that they will not open an email unless they know who it's from. And they're about, yeah, 10 and 7. Yeah. So there you go. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's going to become more mainstream and it's going to be part of every organization's business unit rather than now it's still being, like, 20 guys in a corner, yeah. like, in a dark room doing security operations, because uh, the people are starting to see, by people I mean like board members, CFOs, CTOs, CEOs, at how much at risk they, they could be mm. and how much money is at stake.
1: Now, your industry, as we've mentioned earlier, super fast paced all the time. Is there any element to the cyber, c- cyber security world that will just remain stable, that will just be forever needing attention, that one element? No.
0: (laughs) No. So it's literally, it's probably all going to change. The one element is still that human element. So people need to learn. And this, I've seen this in my career in tech. I remember when I started at Google, you would meet a lot of people still that were like, how does google know all this about me and i feel that i see ads online and it was just that thing that i was looking for and now i feel most of us know because that is because everything's tracked online right and google has all this data they know what you search for they know what your gmail main topics are They, they know all this what you need to be aware of is that everyone can know this
1: you see, my attitude's a bit wrong, I think, because <laughs> I think I, my life is so boring. Correct. That who cares? It like, is. Go go
0: ahead. But hack, they'll empty your bank account. Me. They'll empty oh, your yeah, bank no, account. Oh, yeah, no, I don't want that. So you don't want that. Yeah. Or they could post pictures of you. They could doctor. It's, it's awful, but they could doctor pictures of you and put those online. Yeah. Yeah, that's awful. Stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know I'm going straight to the awful piece, but yeah, that that really that hurts humanity. You know, like yeah. that that is not how we want to. Live. That's not the type of society we want to live and work in.
1: So your message to people like me who be like, go ahead, hack hack me. No, it does no. hurt.
0: Yeah. Or they could they could bring out all sorts of rumors mm-hmm. about your kid. You know, we there was this you know topic when when Trump kind of started becoming. Uh, becoming bigger in the U.S. about fake news. And initially you're like, yeah, whatever, because it's fake news. But it's, it's fake news to you. That doesn't mean it's fake news to other people. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's a really big element of, of, of cybersecurity as well. How does the Internet reflect us as a society? So how are we going to get more women into your industry, Alex? I, I mean, I'm, I try not to worry about it too much. I just keep going and doing what I'm doing inspired by my own daughters who think that you need a husband so that you can go to work, (laughs) It's fascinating. (laughs) Um, I very much help other women, but at the end of the day, you hire whoever can do the job best. And again, but women can help themselves by making sure that they're there and making sure that people are aware of what they're doing and their achievements.
1: Fantastic and inspiring interview. Is there any last tip that you would like to give us and our listeners about your world in cybersecurity and how they could maybe venture into it too?
0: Um, honestly, I've really enjoyed it. So, it's been about two and a half years since I made that decision. I've had to make some sacrifices and some changes. You know, there is that level of comfort that I had of just being in tech and being at a big company now throwing myself in an industry with lots of acronyms and lots of technical terms that you know i I probably still i will never know all of them but it's it's a really fascinating industry you will never be bored and um yeah you are actually you're right you are probably doing something that's really helpful to to society as a whole
1: alex thank you very much for being with us today
0: thank you Mel